you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 271 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, the A's beat the Red Sox again. And you can't get tired of it when it comes in Fenway because Fenway is just zero fun to play in. But these games have been way more fun than anything that I can ever remember. Uh, so we're talking about James Caprilli and getting his first major league win, what he was throwing, how he had success, and also Elvis. Sandra is hitting one off the monster. Why the hell not? Uh, in the second segment, I am uh, switching over. I have my, my water cooler Wednesday, but it's Thursday. But I had too much to talk about yesterday because the A's may leave town. So I talked about that instead. But we got water cooler Wednesday on Thursday talking about Sean Murphy and something that could help him reach the next level and maybe what's keeping him down a little bit this season. So I'm going to talk about that in the second segment. And in the third segment, I'm talking about a couple of minor leaguers that have caught my eye. One for good reasons, one for bad reasons. Reasons. So uh, stay tuned to figure out who those are. Uh, also, today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the app and join me on Friday at five o'clock for game time. Uh, that's Locker Room changing the way that we talk sports. Also, make sure to follow the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, whatever you need to do to get this voice in your ears every single day. Uh, do that, and then you can uh, you know, listen to me talk about the A's every single day, Monday through Friday. And then I also follow us on social media, at LockedOnA's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's talk about the A's win in Boston. They won 4-1. to They are now 23-15 and on the season the most wins in the American League. I haven't checked the winning percentages to see if they're above the White Sox yet, but let's just assume that they are because the A's are, in fact, the best team in baseball ever. Um, we can all agree on that, I believe, but the, the star of the game had to be James Caprillion, and uh, I was making a bunch of stops with the family, uh, doing some stuff, and I'll get into that uh, at, a, at a later date, but not today. Uh, I was at my dad's house for this, and I left my phone in the car, and so I didn't get to tweet out any of my thoughts about James Caprillian's first inning, and uh, most of it was, hey, the bases are loaded. If he gets out of this with only that one run allowed, I think he's going to settle down and be just fine, and I didn't get to tweet it out, so you got to trust me. I think that you guys trust me enough to say that, yeah, that, that's actually what he's thinking. Uh, if not, then I apologize for sounding like a blowhard, but uh, he did actually settle down after that rough first inning uh, where he he ended up going overall five innings, gave up four hits, one run, that one run right there in that first inning. He walked three, struck out six. That is a very solid first major league start from a guy who's been just waiting to get this chance, and he did. And on yesterday's show, I was like, hey, if he can go out there and just, you know, throw darts and ball and do whatever he needs to do. Maybe he puts a little bit of pressure on the A's to keep him instead of Mike Fires a little bit later. I think that this should get him at least another another shot in five days, right? 
It has to. It has to. Uh, I I want to see it. I, I want to see more of the James Caprillion show because he's got a little bit of swag. He's he's a quietly confident guy, but he looks like a competitor. And you could see him wanting to compete against the Red Sox in Fenway on one of the bigger stages in baseball. And he just went out there and shut down the the, the game's best offense for five innings. And uh, that had me very, very excited. Uh, I also want to real quick get into that first inning. He gave up a leadoff double. Then he walked a batter, uh, gave up a single, wasn't looking great. Then he went K pop up and then walk. So obviously not how you want to start everything, but in innings two through five that he pitched, he gave up two hits, one walk, struck out four. He settled down very, very nicely. And that is what you want to see. It's kind of what Chris Bassett does, where he'll allow that that little bit of an outburst in the first, and then he just settles down and he's fine. And that's what James Caprillion did. And according to the pitch mix, he threw fewer fastballs than I think we were expecting because he was throwing 63% last year. He was down to 47% in this game against the Red Sox. So that is a, a big drop. And he basically just threw his changeup a little bit more, and that accounted for the the difference mostly in uh, what he had been doing last year and what he did in last night's game against the Red Sox. Uh, he threw his changeup 21% of the time and his slider 24% of the time. So it was basically changing speeds, getting the ball off of the barrel. That's all he was doing in this game. And that seems like the A's, basically all of their pitchers repertoire right now, everybody that's succeeding, that is what they're doing. Uh, you got Chris Bassett. He doesn't uh, allow too many barrels. That's the key to his success. Cole Irvin changes speeds all the time. That is the key to his success. And then you got uh, James Caprillion, who appears to be doing both. I listened to this game on the radio, so I didn't get a lot of the visuals that I was hoping for. I watched the game recap, so uh, I'm hoping that this is all uh, perfectly correct. But according to the stats, this is what I'm seeing. I can make the, the decent argument that that is actually what's happening. So uh, hopefully uh, you guys can't prove me wrong, but uh, that, that's what I'm seeing from the numbers and what I heard on the radio. So uh, I just thought that that was interesting. Also, Ramon Laureano got tossed for arguing balls and strikes, and I'm not going to get into a big tizzy over this one because the, the strike zone was crap, basically, in this game. Um, and it, the, my one thing with this, with him getting ejected, was he'd been sitting there, you know, yelling profanities and all that stuff and not getting tossed and he throws his bat and that's what got him tossed come on um you, you missed the call it was it it was way inside he super missed that call i'm not gonna say that cole Irvin and a couple of the other lefties have not benefited from the same calls in recent days but uh i will say that was not a strike um and uh i Ramon's a fiery guy. I, I I don't mind that he got it. Didn't cost the A's a game, so I'm I'm fine with everything that transpired in Fenway this time. But uh, oh boy, if like something had happened, like Seth Brown got hurt too, or he was up in a big spot and didn't come through where a righty bat would have been better, I would have been a little bit more heated. But uh, everything worked out fine. Everything's great. Everything's cherries and roses, or whatever <laughs> whatever the saying is. So that was great. Also, Elvis Andrews, he got a double. He got a double off the wall. I wanted him to, really, I wanted to pull a little bit more. So I don't know if that counts uh, for what I was rooting for from uh, my episode yesterday where I was like, I wanted to just hit one that's like going off the top of the wall at like 72 miles an hour and then just falls the entirety of the green monster. This doesn't necessarily count to that. He kind of drove it a little bit more than I was hoping for, but it did hit the wall. So I guess that counts. So good job for Elvis Andres. He also worked a balk, which... 
Matt, his baseball log, he was something else. My dad tweeted, uh, texted me that and he's like, yeah, his baseball log, he was really good. And I was like, yeah, it sure is. He, he worked the balk. And, uh, <laughs> I know that Elvis Andrews gets, uh, you know, taken through the mud quite a bit, especially in recent days, but he's, he's hitting the ball a little bit better right now. And he's making me look really good for picking him in my bet with, uh, Gabrielle star, uh, where, we, we It was basically, uh, I had Elvis Andrews getting more hits than Bobby Dahlbeck in this series. And right now, um, he's up three to nothing in this bet. And I'm looking very, very good. Um, I got my first casualty profile pick from Javier Reyes from a different bet. And uh, Gabriel Starr is going to be uh, adding to that list before too long. And I'm very excited. Bobby Dahlbeck hasn't even played, so I feel kind of bad. But at the same time, uh, most, like, this was actually not a planned lead-in, but I'm going to go with it. The Red Sox top four bats heading into the series of the best offense in baseball. That is Alex Verdugo, J.D. Martinez, uh, Xander Bogarts, and Rafael Devers. That top four bats. Uh, Andrew, Elvis Andrews has more hits than any of them and almost more hits than all of them combined. So uh, I don't think that I feel that bad about Bobby Dahlbeck just not playing. I could have given her all four of these guys, and uh, he'd still be winning right now. And that's because that combo, uh, it's Verdugo usually hitting two, or he has in both these games, and then Martinez, Bogarts, and uh, Rafael Devers. That's the two through five hitters for the Red Sox in both of these games. They are four for 27 with that Rafael Devers Mickey Mouse home run. He, he also had a double. And then uh, you got 10 strikeouts and five walks. That's the entirety of what they have done in this series. And if you can str take the four best hitters out of any lineup, you got a pretty good shot of winning some games. So uh, great job by the A's pitching staff, by the coaching staff, by Sean Murphy behind the dish, having a game plan for this series. They're, they're doing it and uh, they're doing it with pitching. And you know the, the bullpen hasn't, they've been able to use the good bullpen. So that's been helpful, but uh, they're, they're doing it and they're looking really, really good in the process. And also let's just talk about Matt Olson and that home run. Um, I really don't have anything informative to say. It left the bat at like 110 and you know, it went 425 or 35 feet or whatever. It, it was a long home run. Uh, I, I liked that uh, Eduardo Rodriguez looked dejected after he saw the contact. That was fun. Um, I just love watching Matt Olson hit home runs. He has one of the prettiest swings. It's not quite Ken Griffey Jr. esque, but it is a very pretty swing. And uh, when it's a no doubter, oh boy, do I just love Matt Olson so much. I also, right before I started recording, uh, I saw a picture of Matt Olson in the the throwback black jerseys, the early two thousands black jerseys with the green and uh, yeah, just the green and like the white trim as opposed to the yellow and inferior black jerseys. I have to say. But oh man, th those ones with the green, the green lettering, uh, I saw one of those with uh, Matt Olson and one of those. And uh, <laughs> the person who tweeted that, I said, I didn't think that he could be more handsome. I was wrong. And uh, maybe I'll see if I can use the picture because uh, he is a handsome devil and I am very jealous. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that's all. Um, so yeah, that that's all that I got for the game recap on this one. Coming up, I'm talking about Sean Murphy and one thing that he can work on throughout the course of you know the next couple of years or maybe the rest of the season, we'll see, to get him to that next level at the plate. So uh, stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. 
This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, basically anybody that has the app and has a room, you can talk to them in real time, and it is so much fun. I thoroughly enjoy talking to the other hosts and other pe- like listeners of the podcast that just come in and talk to me about A's baseball while we're watching the game. It's a great, great time, and that's because Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league, whether you're a baseball baseball fan or an NBA fan or whatever, they have a, a room for you basically at any time of day. Uh, right now, as I'm recording at midnight, there are rooms open for any topic that you really want to talk about. And you're going to find fans just like you on the locker room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, big news about your team. And be sure to join me this week on Friday. I'm going to be hosting the game on Friday for the Twins game at 5 o'clock Pacific time. So go download the free locker room app right now, currently available on all iOS devices. It is available also on Android, but it's in beta form right now. So uh, no matter what kind of phone you have, you can use the locker room app for free and be sure to create a profile link your twitter and join the mlb group for the latest league updates follow me at by jason b to be notified when my room goes live i know you won't want to miss it i'm planning to be live this week on friday at five o'clock for the twins game i can't wait to hear everybody's thoughts on the a's so i'll see you guys there locker room changing the way we talk sports Today's episode is also brought to you by rockauto.com, and they are a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? That is a great question, ad copy. And so all you got to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Let them know that we sent you by writing a locked on in their how did you hear about us box because that helps them, it helps us, and it helps you. And that's what we're all about here at Locked On is just helping everybody in the involved. So all you got to do is go to rockauto.com, let them know that we sent you, and then you get some cool, you get some kick-ass parts. I'm going to say that you get kick-ass parts and because they have amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car is ever going to need, rockauto.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like here at podcast or, you know, follow the podcast, whatever you need to do. Uh, also, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So I'm not talking about the A Stadium situation right now because not a lot of new stuff has come out. There have been a couple of think pieces on the athletic, which are great, but uh, they're way more detailed than I could cover in even an entire episode, let alone uh, one segment. So, uh, I will suggest going to read Marcus Thompson's uh, article on The Athletic and also Alex Coffey's article on The Athletic. Marcus Thompson is more uh, his is more of a feel as an Oakland resident and uh, basically what the A's are doing right now uh, with these their game of chicken with the city of Oakland. And Alex Coffey's is more of the reporting aspect of the of the entire situation and how major league baseball basically gave the A's this option to use not as like a nuclear code, but uh, this is in your back pocket. Like, Hey, we'll just leave if you want us to. Uh, That's something that has been in the A's back pocket for 
since the Laney College uh, days. So it's been with the A's for about four years. They decided to deploy it at this point. So as I said on yesterday's uh, emergency podcast, it does feel like it's just a ploy to get that vote and get an up or a down on whether or not the A's are going to be viable long term in Oakland. So uh, it, we'll see what happens. It's not going to be pretty and we're going to be uh yeah, it's going to be fun. So, But as I've said many, many times, this is not my strong suit in covering the A's. There are much better places to come for the information when it comes to the A's ballpark situation. This is my my least good topic of conversation when it comes to the A's. I'm just not good at the terminology, the ins and outs of everything that's been going on because it's been happening for 20 years. That is a lot of stuff. So uh, if you want that stuff, I would I'll, I'll point you in the right directions, but that's not my thing necessarily. I am good at numbers and uh, statistics for the A's baseball team and also minor leagues. Those are fun. And also talking to people every now and then. I'm great at talking to people. Years of serving tables got me there, but uh so that's that's that. That's my my little spiel on the A Stadium situation is go to the Athletic. They have a couple of great articles that you can read right now. But let's get into Water Cooler Wednesday on a Thursday. Uh, hopefully the A's don't keep dropping news like they did yesterday. So or yeah, yesterday, uh, because I really would like to keep this on Wednesdays. That would be great. Uh, but I had this one all all ready for you guys for yesterday. And then the A's uh, dropped, dropped a bombshell. So let's talk about Sean Murphy right now. And uh, I got some, a couple of stats that were before the game on Wednesday in Boston, but nothing's necessarily changed that much uh, that before Wednesday, he was hitting 185 with a BABIP or a batting average on balls in play of 220. So, He's been a little bit unlucky, and his BABIP is actually very low compared to the league, and also low to what he's hit previously uh, in the in his two seasons of work. Uh, he, his BABIP is usually around 270, 280, somewhere in there, so if that rebounds to his previous levels, because he's still young, he's got speed and whatnot, if it rebounds a little bit, then his batting average should also rebound at the same rate, and uh, we should see him hitting, you know, 230 again, like he has the last couple of years. Um, and his WRC plus going into Wednesday's game was 101. So he was right about league average. Not bad. He's got a big power bat. That's what he's known for. He swings hard. He makes hard contact. But the thing that I want to get into today is his percentage of pitches swung out outside of the zone. And I know that that doesn't sound sexy, but it makes sense as to why this would be an impediment to his development uh, moving forward and why he is you know, basically a 230 hitter for his career. I know that it's not exactly his thing, but uh, or is, his exact number is not 230, but it's right around there because that's what he said the last couple of years. And he's hitting 188 as of Thursday's or uh, heading into Thursday's game. I didn't have the BABIP stuff because they haven't updated that on Fangraphs yet. But anyways, uh, his O swing percentage or percentage of pitches swung out outside of the zone is 30.8, which is a little bit lower than his rookie season or, you know, his 2019 season, but a little bit higher than it was last year. And last year is probably his 2020 season was probably the best year that he's had at the plate. Again, it short. All three of these samples are very small. 2019, he played 20 games uh, last year. He was just a little bit higher than he is right now. So uh, not a lot of stuff to go on. So I just want to paint the picture of what this kind of means. Uh, his strikeout percentage in 2019 was 26.7. In 2020, it was 26.4. So 
really no big difference there. And then in 2021, it is at 26.6. So really his strikeout rate is the same, but right now his walk rate is a lot lower than it was last year. Last year, it was at 17%. Right now it's at 11%. So that is something that he can work on is just getting on base a little bit more by recognizing pitches a little bit better. And that's not necessarily the stat of the day. Really the, the, the water cooler Wednesday stat is the O swing percentage. That's 30.8. That's the number that you can bring to the water cooler with you. But the overall argument is he just pitch recognition, I believe. Um, and also learning how to hit breaking balls. That's, that's kind of the thing. It's breaking balls that are giving him a little bit of trouble right now because he's seeing a 5% increase in pitches or breaking pitches being thrown to him currently. And on those breaking pitches, he's hitting 132 against them. Uh, he's seeing breaking balls 37.6% of the time, which is that 5% increase from 32% last year. And he's still seeing fastballs at 53.4%, which is right around what it was in 2020. So not a huge difference there. Uh, and his expected batting average, uh, his batting average is 132 against breaking balls. His expected batting average is 155. So uh, it's not like his expected, his actual stats are lagging behind his expected stats by a huge amount that should help him tremendously it's that he's not hitting them well and I think that just pitch recognition on breaking pitches specifically is going to be the difference maker and also laying off them when they are out of the zone I think that he's probably getting a lot of breaking pitches that uh, tail into the left-handed batter's box maybe not that far but you know uh, they're out of the zone to the left-hand side and I think that that's probably what's giving him some trouble without doing like a, a deep film dive because I I've been in the car all day but uh, I think that that's what's in that that's what's in the card for the next evolution of Sean Murphy is him hunting those pitches. I, I said, he, I think that he can do this because in that start against the Tigers, he was hunting fastballs against Matt Boyd and he's not, you know, the, the hardest thrower. It's probably a lot harder to hunt fastballs when they're pumping a hundred and when they're throwing you breaking balls, you know, 37% of the time. But I think that if he can hunt those pitches, that's the next evolution of Sean Murphy that we're looking for right now and not chasing so many pitches outside of the zone. Guys are going to chase that. That's just how baseball works. In today's game, hitting is extremely hard because uh, pitchers get to use whatever they want to on their fingers with no repercussions, and so they got all this crazy spin rate, and uh, they're just being—they're able to just cut balls like they have never been able to before, and they're also throwing the hardest that they've ever done too. So, and you know, you got just random relievers coming in throwing 95, and that used to be like the pinnacle of success in like the 80s. So, uh, yeah, hitting is uh, friggin' hard right now. So it's going to be a slog to get him into you know laying off those pitches because. It it is a hard, hard job right now, especially when he's also catching and he, his body's got to be hurting at all times because I, I can barely uh, squat for a couple of minutes. That's his job is just squatting all the time. And also uh, the game on Thursday is at four o'clock. So there's no, you know, day game after night game. Maybe he's going to play in that game too, which maybe, I don't know. They're probably going to throw Aramis Garcia who actually got activated today. So that's uh, that's something that I should probably tell you guys. Aramis Garcia got activated. Austin Allen went to the taxi squad and uh, Jordan Weems was also uh, sent down to the minors uh, in exchange for James Caprillion, the starter who got his first win. So congratulations to James Caprillion on that one. And uh, Sean Murphy, lay off those breaking balls, bud. Um, I think that that's probably what's uh, separating you from, uh, you know, superstardom right now because you can crush the ball. So uh, it, it's easier said than done. I know that. But uh, I think that that's the next evolution. So bring that to your water cooler. Tell them that that 30.8 
uh, swing percentage out on balls outside of the zone. That's what it needs to work on. And your coworkers will be amazed that you know that. And then tell them about the podcast uh, and have them subscribe. So uh, anyways, coming up, I'm telling you about a couple of minor leaguers that are catching my eye right now because of their, their trends in opposite directions. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Sports Trade, which is taking fantasy to the next level. They just added baseball to the platform, so you got to check it out. But it's basically just buying stocks or shares of baseball players and other sports people. And uh, as their values, just get their values when they're low and then you take it to the moon. That's what you do with uh, Sports Trade over here, because that is how stocks work. So when you're ready to buy shares, pick that penny stock in a rookie with huge upside. The uh, the Mariners are calling up Jared Kelenic and Logan Gilbert right now. So I that that those are two guys that you could target if you wanted to go in on Sports Trade. Or you can get that blue chip vet who's always a solid performer. I, I keep saying Albert Pools, if he signs with somebody, grab that stock. You can instantly buy and sell as many shares and as many players as you'd like just like the stock market. Then you watch your players battle and your portfolio value rise. Simply go to sportstrade.com, watch the How It Works video, and then sign in and get started. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports trading. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports, and you'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get in the game at sportstrade.com. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including Major League Baseball, the NBA. We got playoffs going in the NBA and the NHL. You also got the UFC and MMA action if you're into that stuff. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information that they have over there at Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Playoffs start next week, my friends. I am so ready for some playoff basketball, hockey, anything you want, and also regular season baseball. Let's get in on it, you guys. So head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. That is one word, locked on. And that is why everybody says that Ben Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. Uh, follow the podcast. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. Make sure to join me on Friday in the locker room app at five o'clock, and we'll just uh, talk some A's baseball during the game. I'm doing this real quick because I got a few minutes left in the episode, and I want to tell you guys about Nick Allen and Robert Poisson. Let's talk about the Midland. Uh, that is where Nick Allen is. He the Midland Rockhounds are now four for four, four and four on the season. They're not four for four on the season. That is a different uh, terminology. Anyways, Nick Allen, he started the season 0 for 12 in the first four games. And in the last two games, he's recorded three hits in each game. So he has raised his batting average over the course of entering play on Tuesday, I believe, from 091 to 276 going into play on Thursday. And that is one heck of a turnaround and why we don't believe in small sample sizes, you guys. That's what I keep saying. Uh, also, quick, I just, I just wanted to tell you guys, Nick Allen, hey, he's hitting the ball really nice really right now. And a quick side note from Midland, though, is that Mickey McDonald, he went three for four in Wednesday's game with a walk, four runs scored, and two stolen bases. Uh, I know that he doesn't get a, hu a huge amount of playing time, but uh, that is a performance that 
four times on base, four runs scored, two stolen bases. I love that. He's unranked. He's not a, a top prospect for the A's, but good job on him. Uh, he was uh, drafted in the 18th round in 2017, and he has four for 13 on the season. So uh, three of his four hits came on last night's game. But you know what? A, what a game. You got to give kudos where you can. And Mickey McDonald definitely got some kudos from the Locked on Ace podcast. Uh, but let's go down to Stockton real quick. The ports are three and five. And uh, the, the guy that I'm mostly going to talk about right now is uh, not Tyler Soderstrom. He, the A's number one pick in 2021 or in 2020. I apologize. And uh, he is the A's number one overall prospect. Uh, he, he's got a hit in seven of eight games and he's batting 300. He's doing fine. He's got an on-base percentage of 400, I believe. Uh it's either at 400 or over 400. So he's doing fine at 19 years old. He's like, yeah, what's this low a crap? I, I got this. I'm done. But uh, 18 year old Robert Poisson, who is another top prospect for these. And one guy that I'm very much looking forward to seeing, uh, he is not doing so hot. He has at least one strikeout in every game. And that is something that has kept Lazaro Armenteros down in Stockton for a couple of seasons now uh, is that strikeout rate. And his strikeout rate is is extremely high. He is a one for 21 on the season with four walks. So that's good. He, he has four walks. He's got a stolen base, but he's also struck out 15 times in 21 at bats. And if you in- incorporate the, the walks, he's struck out 15 times in 25 plate appearances. And that is a 60% K rate and 30% or 35% is extremely high. He's at 60% right now. Again, small sample sizes. He is adjust. He's adjusting right now. It's his first stint in, you know, pro ball. He's still fairly new to just America, new country, all that stuff. He's going to take some time to adjust. And I just wanted to call attention to it because he's going to take time to adjust. And also I reached out to Paul, their, their, uh, the scorer for the ports. And I asked him what kind of pitch types has Robert Poisson been seeing? Cause I think that it's one of two things. It's either he's seeing a bunch of heat that he hasn't been able to catch up to yet, but that will come a little bit easier. I think than uh, pitch recognition, all that stuff. It, it maybe his bats just a little bit too slow currently. Uh, but, you know, y- you work up to that. He's still only 18 years old because this might be hit the first time that he's really been challenged with some, you know, a little bit of competition. It was probably one of the better players uh, in, you know, in his age group and all that stuff. And now he's seeing a bunch of guys that are a little bit older than him that can throw a little bit harder and do, do some crazy things with baseball. So uh, I, I imagine that it's going to be a little bit of a struggle at first, but I, I really want to see how he progresses throughout the course of the season. And if it is a struggle the entire season, he is still only 18 years old. Just a couple of hot seasons, and he can be in AAA by the time he's 21, 22, and that is still plenty of time. So uh, I'm not worried about Robert Poisson right now, but so it's either fastballs or maybe he's seeing a nice steady diet of breaking balls, which, you know, a lot like Sean Murphy in the majors. Maybe that's what they're doing, and he's not able to pick them up just yet. But again, it, the minor leagues are there because they're there for you to learn. And I'm not, I'm definitely not crapping on Robert Poisson right now. I'm just saying, yeah, this is what's happening. This is what I think is going on. Uh, Paul said that he's going to be watching him a little bit more closely, seeing what kind of pitches he's getting right now. And then, and then I can report to that probably next week. Uh, hopefully. So, uh, yeah, I, I got all that for you guys. Also, uh, real quick, I know that I promised that I was going to talk to Kyle McCann today, but, uh, that fell through. So we didn't get to talk. So there's no audio of that because it didn't happen. Um, So yeah, 
I apologize, but you got this, so that's fun. Um, also, shout out to Carl on his commute. You may remember that I shouted out Carl a couple of episodes ago uh, because I was worried because I hadn't gotten him an episode for his commute because he, he said that he likes to listen to the podcast on his commute. And uh, I thought that that was really cool because that's I, I'm me and people listen to this on the way to, that I, that's mind boggling to me. But anyways, uh, I, you know, shouted him out on the podcast and then he, uh, he tweeted at me, uh, tonight and he said, uh, I'm so glad that I didn't be, uh, come at you with like, where was the podcast this morning? I didn't get to listen to it on the way to work because, uh, he got two, which covered the entirety of his commutes. And also he got a shout out of the podcast. So I might just start ending the podcast with shout outs to Carl on his commute. I hope you have a good day, Carl. And anybody else that's listening to this on their way to work, uh, have a great day, you guys. And, uh, go A's. Hopefully the A's get that sweep. Well, I'll bust out a broom. Let's get a broom going, you guys. Broom party in Bowtown or Beantown or Socks Sweep. I, I don't know. Whatever it is. Anyways, uh, I'm I'm done. Uh, listen to the Locked On Today podcast. Uh, they're doing something new on Thursday, but you got to listen to the Wednesday episode because I'm on that one and I'm fantastic. Uh, Peter Bukowski is my new best friend. He's a great, great dude. So... <laughs> Uh, subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast. They're talking about whatever, uh, probably the NFL schedule, because that just got released on Wednesday. So they're talking about that. Uh, I didn't look at the copy. That's what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, anyways, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks. Have a good, safe drive, Carl. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.